Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome back to the Borough Breakdown Opposition Preview Show with Tom Green and our guest for the evening, Patch from Free Peeps in a Podcast, who is here to give us a Bristol City perspective on Saturday's game. Patch, very, thanks very much for joining me. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all good, mate. I'm I'm here nursing a brew dog lost lager. So uh, I've gone for blood orange flavour. Just trying that one out, but uh, all good, mate. Thanks for asking. Interesting choice. I uh, I, I hope the uh, the the drink isn't kind of any ind- indication of the <laughs> the season so far. <laughs> no, it's just uh, take the edge off a Thursday night. I think. <laughs> So to kick things off then, uh, going into Saturday's game, two points ahead of Borough in 15th place after uh, after 19 games played. Uh, So my first question is, where does this measure up against your initial expectations of your team going into the season? Yeah, good question. My my initial expectations were for us to finish about top of the bottom half. Uh, So we are kind of there or thereabouts. So I think we've played one more game than a lot of the teams in the championship. So um, it depends obviously how they get on with their game in hand, but it's about where I expected. We, we, we did filter. Um, we did have a look at a higher placed position when we, when we went unbeaten for, for eight games. Um, and we had that good run scoring lots of goals, always scoring one more than the opposition. That seems to be our trick, but we went off the boil a little bit. We played Norwich and Burnley, which are two great teams. And then it was the international break. Um, and then we, we struggled to regain some form. So the last sort of five, six games, we've been win, loss, win, loss, draw. Um, so consistently inconsistent at the moment. But I've still got um, hopes for that squeeze into the top half. But who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? The championship is such a difficult league to call. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's interesting that you you say the initial thoughts were to be kind of top of the the bottom half. There um, is that is is it kind of uh, you know an, an ongoing um, uh, like rebuilding process for for Bristol City? Maybe uh, maybe you thinking next year or, or two years down the line uh, would be challenging, but right now it's it, it's kind of mid rebuild. Yeah, when Nigel Pearson came in, um, he had a bit of a rebuild to do. He had to get rid of some of the... We had a massive squad, quite frankly, and he had to get rid of some players that that weren't on his bus, so to speak. Um, And he's doing that 
virtually almost done that, I would say now, because our squad is quite small. Um, so he's done a good job in terms of, of getting the team together that he wants, getting them how he wants to play. But we're still on that journey. We're still not at the end of his three-year plan, as he called it, which he's sort of recently said it might be a four-year plan. But um, yeah, it, it's a journey we're on. Uh, it's an improvement we want to see on last season. And we've seen that in patches this season with some more free-flowing football, some exciting football, some football that's going to get you off your seat. Um, but the current ask is to find that level of consistency to actually deliver week in, week out, as opposed to now and again. So would you say you're enjoying the the journey so far under Pearson then? I think, is it uh, what a season and a half before this one he'd had or was it the the start of before the start of last season yeah i'm not entirely sure because he he um he he signed for us and it was more of a a temporary arrangement and then it became um you know that that full-time that uh, more concrete situation but uh yeah i mean it must be almost two years now um and yeah it's it's been it's been an interesting journey he was definitely the sort of manager we needed at the time i I've been person in through through all of this process because he set his stall out early and came in and said that he needed time to turn things around. Um, and, you know, <clears throat> for example, Watford have changed their manager, what now, six times in the last couple of weeks. Month. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you need to just give people time to instill their culture, to, to get people playing the way they want to play to get some of their own players in so we're still on that journey I don't think you should judge a manager you know that that quickly he needs a good two three years to be able to to instill his way of thinking into the club and and he's bringing through the youngsters as well which I'm sure we'll talk about you know some of the players we've got coming through from our academy he'd rather blood them from the academy versus getting loans in um which you know is, is great to see great to see Bristol boys playing in your Bristol City football team so yeah it's it's a journey it has been a roller coaster um some fans are, are, are less patient than others because we've got the infrastructure off the pitch, the stadium, the high-performance centre, training ground, uh, etc. So it's a journey we're on, for sure. Um, just going back to something you said earlier about having uh, quite a small squad, uh, I feel like that might be having an effect at the moment in terms of your defence, because uh, when I was doing the research, Nigel Pearson had some kind of interesting comments after the game against uh, Sheffield United the other day, uh, where he's essentially saying his forwards have been clinical, but the defence, which has been hit with injuries in fairness, mm-hmm. uh, has been unreliable. Uh is that a kind of sentiment you'd agree with? Well, uh, not exactly, because the the lads that came into the defence on Saturday, so George Tanner, who I didn't think was a centre-back, and he isn't a centre-back, he's a right-back, but he fitted in really well and didn't put a foot out of place um, in the right side of, the, of a three um, at centre-back. Uh, Zach Viner, who was literally out of the bus station and getting on a different person's bus come, you know, this time last year has, has worked his way back on and he's almost at the front of the bus now. Uh, so he's someone who's come, come back from the cold and is performing really well. Um, and Cam Pring is a player who's been, been not on the bus in recent, in recent months, been given an opportunity finally on the left side of a back three and has performed terrifically. So, 
those three have performed really well. They they haven't played together before as a three, to my knowledge, other than Saturday and and the game just gone on Tuesday. So you know it's going to take time to gel. But if you look at the players we've got out injured at the moment from in a centre back position, Thomas Callas, Tim Closer, Rob Atkinson, Cal Naismith. There's four centre backs there that would get into most teams in the championship. So, you know, they've they've taken the they've taken their opportunity and they've done their best and that's all you can ask for. Uh you mentioned there about the the back three. Um just kind of looking at looking ahead to Saturday's game. Is that how you regularly set up or is this kind yeah. of a in, enforced formation? Uh, no, that's and- that's that's how we set up and that's how we've set up pretty much all season i think um it's 352532 in defense 352 in attack um and the the wing backs who have been in the main jada silva on the left mark sykes on the right do get forward and 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 often find themselves very high up the pitch so that's that's where the the goals have been conceded because we are trying that system we are we are advanced in that high press most of the time. So it's it's almost a tactic to try and score one more than the opposition. Uh, George Tanner uh, suspended for the weekend's game after a, a bad tackle on uh, against Sheffield United the other night led to a sending off. Personally thought he got the ball. Uh, don't know what the problem was. <laughs> um, how much of a, a miss do you think he's going to be? You mentioned there the amount of injuries in defence. Is there anyone who, who you think is going to step in at the weekend? Yeah, so George Tanner's only played those only played Saturday and Tuesday for us pretty much all season. So he's come in, he's he's put in two good shifts. I don't know if you saw the game um in midweek, but he had a rasping strike that hit the upright as well, which is great to see. Uh so yeah, it's disappointing that he'll be out for three games, but he'll come back hungry and Tim Closer will slot straight into that position more than likely or swap with Zach Viner. So, it, so you know, we've, we've got a couple of players coming back from illness and maybe a player coming back from injury. It's unclear at the moment, but he'll be a miss because he's had a couple of good games. But yeah, it was a, a reckless challenge. But what, what wound us up as City fans was like 10 minutes earlier, Earlier, um, Oliver Norwood did exactly the same tackle on on uh, Joe Williams, and I guess because the the resultant feet up in the air didn't happen, and it wasn't as much of a reaction. It wasn't a red card. It wasn't even a booking, which is you know crazy. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So in the same on Saturday, who should Borough fans be looking out for as kind of the, uh, the Dingerman and the Br- Bristol City team? Um, so we, we've had a... A really good relationship blossomed through the under-21s into the first team from Naki Wells and Tommy Conway up front. That's our our two up front. And, you know, between them, they've got 14, 15 goals, a number of assists. They they look out for each other. They've got a really good relationship. So if, if they're firing and they're getting the supply, then Naki Wells and Tommy Conway. Obviously, Alex Scott's made a lot of headline, headlines, in particular in this week, the game on Sky, probably one of, his, one of his best ever performances for Bristol City, danced through the whole the whole team, um, the whole Sheffield United team a couple of times and got some good shots away. So, you know, if you're, if you're looking for some people to look out for, then it's probably Naki Wells, Tommy Conway and Alex Scott are the three if, if they're on song and, you know, everyone else performs at a six or a seven, then I can see us getting a win. Yeah, I mean, Naki Wells is a... (laughs) (laughs) Naki Wells is a name that I'm sure uh, will strike fear into everyone from from Borough because I'm pretty sure he tends to have a really good game against us whenever he plays. And uh, interesting you mentioned about uh, Alex Scott there as well because, yeah, I think it was the Sky Sports commentators were were really kind of um, bigging him up during during that game. Um, So, yeah... Saturday's game, are there any Borough players you're, you're not looking forward to coming up against? Um, is Britta Sombalonga still playing? No. <laughs> yeah, how about uh, Gary Pallister? Is he still... Nigel Pearson? You know, Ooh, going back talking? a bit there. Janino, <laughs> uh Ravinelli? <laughs> no, no, I, I... You might be able to tell. I, I focus so much on Bristol City that, you know, it's it's... You play who you're up against to focus on your own game, shape the way you want to shape up. I've always been a firm believer in in playing, setting out the play, the way you want to play, regardless of the opposition. So you tell me, who's the danger man for, that we should be looking out for as Bristol City fans? Oh, well, I mean, we've got a couple of threats on the wings. Ryan Giles uh, from, from left back. Uh, we've moved to a back four recently under under Michael Carrick. So I'm, I'm sure he's going to be trying to get on the overlap and get the crosses in. Same with Isaiah Jones on, on the right-hand side. Uh, and Tube Akpom is having an absolute resurgence in his uh, in his career at the moment. Um, got a goal against Hull the other night, and, and he's been absolutely outstanding. Um, really... Uh, it, it kind of comes back to well, very similar to what you said about um, Zach Viner earlier of kind of nearly being uh, off the bus. That right. was the case for Rackpom, and he's really kind of came back in from the cold uh, during pre-season because we didn't have the um, the options up front, uh, and then he's he's played his way back into the team, and now he's probably one of the first names on it. Uh, so we'll be looking for him to have a have a good game on Saturday. 
Yeah, um, and you mentioned Michael Carrick there as well. It's his first home game, I guess. I gather, isn't it? Yeah. So it is. Yeah. Hopefully, there's no bounce for you. But um, it's. What do you think about the the appointment of Michael Carrick? Was it the sort of manager you were looking for, or? Oh, it's a bit of an unknown, uh, to, to be honest. Um, yeah, just he, first he's real job, in, isn't it? Yeah, coming after after coaching at Man United, he's got obviously got good pedigree as a as a player and undefeated as Man United manager. So we we soon put a stop to that with our with his first <laughs> game in charge. But um, no, he, he seems he seems to kind of really know what uh, what he's talking about and uh, seems uh, to be doing well in, in in terms of coaching the team and and, and drilling them really. Um, but yeah, look, looking forward to his, uh, his first home game. Uh, but Bristol City have a fairly decent record at the Riverside. Uh, you've won three of the last five games, including two 3-1 victories. Uh, so how confident are you for, for Saturday then? Um, I'm I'm always confident. Look, when when we go when we go away, we always take a good number, even a even a four hour, five hour, however long it's going to take journey to Middlesbrough, we'll we'll take some good numbers, and everyone's full of confidence. Uh, so the fact that we drew, uh, the fact that we 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 lost on Tuesday, uh, it was a really good performance. We just didn't have that final cutting edge, and Sheffield United. I, I can't understand how they're so high up in the league because they didn't offer a great deal, to be honest. Um, so we're due, we're due a win. We're due a win. So it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, as I say, if everyone performs at a six or a seven out of 10, then there's every chance that we will get, a, we will get a victory. So yeah, I don't know if you're looking for a prediction, but um, I'll, I'll go to one Bristol city. Well, yeah, I mean that was that was going to be the the last question. The killer question. A, <laughs> still got a couple more, but yeah, two uh, one Bristol City. We'll uh, we'll note that one down. Um, so, where, where do you think the the game's going to be won and lost from a Bristol City perspective on Saturday? Uh, defending set pieces. That's going to be where it's won and lost. Uh, if if we defend set pieces well then I think we've got every chance of building on that as a platform to, to move forward. Uh, so, yeah, if we def- if we defend well, uh, are well drilled, get the ball out wide, get some decent deliveries in, then that's what Naki Wells and Tommy Conway can feed off of. Um, it's going to be interesting to see whether he sticks with Andy Vyman or brings back in Antoine Semenyo in that position in behind the front two. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But, yeah, some some decent deliveries, some well defended situations as set pieces and corners, and that is something that we can then build upon. Because if Naki Wells and Tommy Conway get the service, then then they will help each other out to get to get a goal or two. So that's that's where it'll be won or lost. Uh, that's that actually sounds pretty familiar. I think uh, we're, we're the same. <laughs> We've covered it quite extensively on the podcast the last few, few weeks uh, in in terms of Borough's um, wars in defending set pieces. But we seem to put a stop to that against Hull. Touch wood that will continue. Um, but yeah, I mean, my last question was going to be predictions for Saturday's game. You've said two one Bristol City. I'm going to go the other way around, say 2-1 Borough. Um, I was nearly spot on with my uh, my whole City prediction the other day where I said 3-0 and everyone thought I was mad and then we ended up winning 3-1. Um, so I hope I'm right with this one. But mm-hmm. either way, uh, it sounds like it's going to be an entertaining game. You know, uh, Michael Carrick's got Borough playing. Uh, 
fairly decent again, and it, it sounds like uh, it, it's similar for, for Nigel Pearson at, uh, at Bristol City. Yeah, famous last words, but I'd be amazed if it was nil-nil. Um, there's there's definitely going to be goals in this one. And I just want to say as well, um, congratulations on the fact that you've got an association with the Motor Neurone Disease Association. I think that's fantastic. We've recently had a former player who's been uh, diagnosed. So good on you. And I, and I know you're all well on your way to raising your goal and your, your target. So congratulations, mate. It's, it's fantastic. Oh, cheers for that. Yeah, it's uh, it's a charity really uh, really close to our hearts here at uh, at the Borough Breakdown, and yeah, we're, we're well on our way to hopefully raising uh, three thousand um, pounds for the motor neuron disease. And I'll just kind of give that a quick plug again now. Uh, if anyone wants to donate or buy any Borough Breakdown merchandise, where the profits go to the MNDA. But anyway, that's uh, that was everything from from me. So thanks for joining me, Pat. Yeah, no worries. Uh, thanks, thanks for tuning in. Uh, anyone listening or watching on YouTube, this was your opposition preview show, Up the Borough Breakdown.